Welcome to the weekly sermon by Generations Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our special speaker. You are in for a treat today. We are so excited. Brother Godam Salal is here with us today. He is a mighty man of God all the way from Siliguri, India. And let me tell you, if you haven't got to meet him, or this is one of our true living heroes of the kingdom today. He is a pastor, a preacher, a savior of orphans. He uh, functions as a bishop over all kinds of churches and pastors over in northern India where he's from. I know he's going to tell more about his ministry and, and what's going on lately over there. But can we just give a big Texas-sized Generations Church welcome to Brother Godam Salal. Thank you. So great to be here this morning, and uh, I humbly bow to the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ for what he is to me and what he has been to us. And uh, I'm greatly uh, thankful to you and Pastor Albert and Monica Hill and Pastor Scott and Mel. And so good to see Father in the Lord, uh, just like, you know, Father in the Lord for many people, Brother Gerald Davis. I mean, he, it is a, such a blessing to see this man of God. I've known him for many years. Pastor, Scott, uh, Pastor Albert and Hall. Over 35 years, I think, we're ministering, ministering together, and you have been a tremendous blessing. This church is very, very dear to me. Sister Debbie is so faithful, I always say she's so, so, so on time to write to us, send us support, and Pastor Albert and Monica Hell has been such a great inspiration and encouragement to us. So uh, you, 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 you are very clo- close and all the time in our heart, and we pray for you every day. And we thank God for your help, for your uh, participation and your prayers. I have a message to share with you. Is that okay? So I hope if I mumble and tumble, English is not my first language. So after, I mean, I've come here maybe in three years or two years and one. I mean, I I preach in Hindi and Nepali over there. And uh, uh, when I come here, I, I, I... I preach in English, but sometimes, you know, people don't, do not understand my accent. But I want to please ask you to be, to be patient with me and bear with me. Is that okay? Amen. Okay. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for this wonderful group of people, the pastors here in this church, whom, with whom you have knitted our hearts together for the purpose and for your kingdom, for your purpose. Lord, I thank you. And I ask you, and it's such a great joy to see brother, uh, our brother dear Gerald Davis, Father. I thank you. And now I ask you to be with me. I ask you to cleanse me, purify me, sanctify me, wash me thoroughly once again by your blood on the cross of Calvary. It is your blood. It is your cross that sets us free. And humbly bow, Lord, help me to speak your word today. As I stand before you, this is the word of God. This is not my word. This is not somebody's word. This is your word, Lord, I pray, to communicate your message to your dear ones. Holy Spirit, I ask you to help me, guide me, and lead me. I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. I want to share with you a few things. If you turn with me, it's Numbers chapter 12, or rather 13. I'm going to share with you some of the things. Maybe I have shared here before, but I have not. But I want to read a 
few passages or few verses from Numbers chapter 13 and part of chapter 14. Then I want to share with you some of the messages the Lord has put in my heart to share with you this morning. We'll read from chapter 13 verse 27. As you know, Moses now has sent the spies. These spies are not just just young people or the, or the young generation. They are the leaders in the in, 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 as they came out of Egypt, of every tribe. They are the leaders, the fathers. And uh, chapter thirteen, numbers, verse twenty-seven. And they went to spy the land in the land of Canaan. And they came back with this report. And I just wanted to uh, wanted you to see the, the the difference of the of the of the people there. There are twelve people, and they have a different types of report here. Twenty seven. He said, and they told him and said, "We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit. this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large." Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The, the Amalekites dwell in the land of south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. And the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. Of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own side, and we were in their side. Chapter 14, verse 1, Then the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night, and the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness. Why was the Lord brought? Why why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? That our wives and children should become victims. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they they said to one another, "Let us select a leader and return to Egypt." Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is exceedingly is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. I need to, I, I want you to watch this word. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Amen. Nor fear the people. These are the two things. I mean, always true. Do not fear. Do not go against the Lord. Of the, uh, against the Lord. Do not rebel against the Lord. For they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them. 
and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before the children of Israel. I don't want to explain why the glory of the Lord appears many times. It's really empowered the people to cover the people with his presence and power and glory. But on the other hand, the glory of the Lord in the old times appeared because to judge the people. You have to understand that. Now, my title today is Seizing Your Destiny with Your God. Seizing Your Destiny with Your God or Become the People of Destiny. I haven't shared this one, I think, before. I mean, so I want to say, I want to share you a few things today. Few, I may not be able to speak all the things that uh, that that I have in my heart that I want to share with you, but few points I want to share with you. Seizing your destiny with your God, or become the people of destiny. First, become the people of vision, not the people of region. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing I want to share with you, people who are ready to pay the price as opposed to those who want others to pay the price for their comfort and leisure. And the third title I want to share with you is that people of possessive mentality as opposed to those of poverty mentality. Positive mentality, mentality versus people of poverty mentality. The fourth I want to share with you, if I have time, people of promised land in view as opposed to the people of the wilderness in view. People of the promised land in view and the people of the wilderness in view. And the, and the other one is people of faith as opposed to the people of fear. And the people of different spirit or attitude, or response, or different conduct and action, as opposed to the people of the, of the spirit of the world. They are swayed by the spirit of the world, and other people are the different breed, born with the power of the Holy Spirit. They are, they are, they are a different people, even though you are in the same congregation, same group, 12 people going, but two people have the different spirit. And lastly, people driven by the passion and purpose of God as opposed to the people who are driven by the promotion and their own position. First, people of vision versus people of region. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, where there is no revelation or no vision, people perish. That means a prophetic revelation, which means that you are able to see, you need to see the vision as you live today. And, and you need to be able to see the vision for tomorrow and day after tomorrow. And, and when we lose that vision, it's called a prophetic vision. It means not really thus said the Lord, but it's saying, yes, I see my destiny with my God. I'm going to live this. I'm going to live today with the, with the vision of the Lord today and maintain that. And I want to live it every day as the Lord directs me, gives him the vision through the word and through the Holy Spirit. Which means that you see, from 10 years and 20 years from now, where you are going to go and what you're going to do. This is the vision. The Bible's called, it's, it's a different from the dreams and vision, but living according to the destiny of God. You have to be able to see the vision for yourself. You have to be able to see the vision for your family, for your church. Gautam Silar was born again in 1974, but that doesn't end there. Gautam Silar was healed in 1974. That doesn't end there. I'm not going to stay stagnant and just say, okay, I was born again, I was healed, but... God has a vision in this life, and that vision must come out 
And, and I must live every day. And what God, I mean, my, uh, all of us need to ask, uh, what is it, Lord, you want me to do? Just Paul on the road, the said, when he was, he was blinded by the bright light from heaven, he said, God, what do you want me to do? That's exactly what we need to do as Christians. You may be a pastor, you may be a teacher, you may be a businessman, but each one of us have, must have that vision for our life and for the life to live on the face of the earth. And we see these two group of people. Ten people were in a majority and two people were in minority. And you need to know about it from the very beginning. As you see in the Old Testament, you see in Exodus, you see in Numbers and Leviticus. And God says, you know, I chose you not because you are many. I chose you not because you're mighty. But I chose you because you're few. Because I loved you and I, I saved you. We took you out of Egypt because by you I'm going to do marvelous work and by by you, I'm going to present my rule and reign on the face of the earth, and I'm going to rule the world through you. Amen. And that is the vision we have to have in our mentality. And these two people saw the vision, but the other were, were, were saying, no, we cannot do. The problem with us is that we have many missionaries, but for only few visionary. Wow. We have many missionaries. Everybody wants to go to the mission field, which is good but without vision. Many missionaries and many, many few visionaries. That's why the task remains undone and we cannot reach our destination. There is always two camps in the family, in the church and within yourself. One camp is moved with vision, but another camp is moved with region. Debate. We cannot do it, you know. We don't have the resources. We don't have the manpower. These are the things that will that will attack your mind and that will attack you and, and make you concerned about many things. The people of vision say, we can do it. Hallelujah. People of vision say, we can do it. The problems and the situation do not stumble us. They do not stop us from going forward. They are the stepping stones for us to move in the kingdom of God. The same thing happens. You saw the buildings we are building. And when I went down in Siliguri in 1991, there was a, like a swamp. And we bought that land. And I am the only Nepali man coming from the mountain. All the people in, the, in, that, in that flat land, in, in that valley, they were Bengalis. And they're saying, these people, yeah, this man is coming here. I mean, it's, it's, what is he doing, going to do? And we're building there. I mean, still we're building. In 1990s, we began to build. And the Hindu people came. The thought came and said, we're going to give us money because you're building, you have a money. Give us some money, we want to build our temple. We want to build our temple of our God. And I said to them, I am building the temple of the living God. I am building the temple of the You better give me the money because the temple of the living God. Then in 1995, the people, we were preaching the gospel in the crusade. They came to uh, came and they arrested us when we were preaching because the Bengalis people were being healed. Demon people, I mean, demonic, uh, demonic power was being, being cast out. and Sick were healed. People are coming to Christ. The Hindu thoughts came and they, they took me to jail. And it was the front face news that Gautam Silo was arrested. But I was right there in the middle of Siliguri. They thought, they tried to put fear in me. They thought that I'll leave. I'll leave Siliguri. And I will just, just pack up my blanket and my suitcase and go out of Siliguri. But God helped us. God gave us a power. God gave us a courage. God gave us a vision. We have put our root down there. In 1990s, we began to build. And today, we are going strong. And in Siliguri, in 1993, there was a few churches, about 20 churches. In the Himkos area, there was not a single church. 
churches. But now, after so many years, we have in Siliguri more than 200 churches. 200 churches, along with the house churches. And we are training thousands of people, as you see it, because why? You have to see the vision. You have to see the vision. If, you, if, if I had been moved by the fear of the people, the people put their fear in me. If I was swayed by the situation and swayed by what I saw with my five natural senses, I would have packed my back. But I said, God is with me. The Lord didn't save me just to go, for me to go to heaven. The Lord saved me to put my root down, to bring his kingdom, and to prepare the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save many pagans in the name of Jesus. Bring them into the kingdom. That is the vision. But the people of region have many questions. They consider the natural situation. I'm only Nepali. They are Bengali. In fact, one time, one man came. I'm going to stop your work, he said to me. He was demanding money, and he was bending sands and things. I'm going to stop your work. He told our contractor, he's, very, he's bullying me, things, things like that. And I went straight to him. Say, I heard you're going to stop my work. I'm going to stop your work. You better build it. I'm going to stop your work. You want to burn my things? Go and burn. Let me see it. I can bring the things from Delhi or, or even Kerala. I can even ask them, who are you? He was really coming. There were Bengali people. They were in majority. But you see, you have to stand on your stand. You have to see where you are. Let not the fear move you. Let the faith of God rise upon you. Stand. Stand in faith. That's what we've been doing. There are many stories to share about it. The position coming and trying to slow us down. People consider this who have region, not vision, natural resources, natural ability, and their elements, the need to be taken into consideration with common sense reality. They debate, speculate, and become skeptics. You can read Verse 13, I don't have time, 28 to 30, uh, chapter 13, verse 28 to 30, and 31 to 33. But consider the ponder, consider and ponder and meditate over Caleb said in verse 30. Hear what he said, Caleb in verse 30? He said here, he said he quieted the people. He quieted the people. Not when the leaders, but he, he, he put a shunder here. He quieted the people. And he said this before Moses said, let us go up at once and take possession. We are well able to overcome it. Hallelujah. God doesn't move in majority. God moves in minority. With the 12 people, he, he turned the world upside down. With Moses and Aaron... He took the people across the Red Sea. And were only with Caleb and Joshua, they took him, God took him to the promise and gave them the inheritance. Hallelujah. There is just such a vast difference between two camps. But also notice that the people of God, whom God uses and, and calls with convicting visions of his kingdom are in the minority, not in majority. All throughout the history, or in the Bible, even though you can see the, in, in, in church history, the world upside down with a handful. God turned the world upside down with a handful of minority on the top of, the, of, of those poor people who are not handsome, nor strong, not qualified, not rich or talented or powerful, rather despised, weak and unknown and unnoticed poor people of the world. God took them. 
and use them mightily for his kingdom. And we are such people today in the hands of God. But when we fall in the hands of God, like Mary, you know, he's a great man, uh, uh, Robert McShane said, a righteous man is an awesome weapon in the hand of God. Amen. Second, people who are willing to pay the price as opposed to those who want, who want others to pay the price for their leisure and comfort. Leisure and comfort. Anything we do involves paying the price. Jesus said, if anybody wants to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Follow me. It cost me. When I came to the Lord, my whole family ostracized me. My, I was chosen out from my family. I didn't even have lunch or dinner in my family. I, didn't have, I had nothing. My, everything stopped. Everything stopped. Nothing came. My whole village turned against me. My whole relatives turned against me. That is paying, that's just a little paying the price. Falling after Christ doesn't mean it's a comfort and leisure. One of the men who, when I was traveling to, in, in the train station many years ago, I was going to central India to preach the gospel. I was in Calcutta, Brother Gerald, and, and, and I had given him the money. I didn't have the money. He was a broker. He brought the ticket. I gave him the money. It was a genuine ticket. He asked me, what do you do? And I always, wherever I go, I say, people ask me, what do you do? I preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I say. I preach. Wherever it's a, I go to a store or a rickshaw puller or driver or in the bus or a train or, or an airplane, wherever I go, I tell them. And this man asked me what I do. I say, I preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, oh, you're Christians. And he said to me, oh, I want to be Christian, and I want my children to, uh, uh, children to be Christian also. What do I get? We have become a Christian. I wait a minute, and I calmly said, you'll get problem. <laughs> you'll get difficulties. Yeah. So you think it's a paying the price. I mean, but it's, a, it's a worth, worth paying the price. And you say, anything you do, it involves paying the price. It involves... Works, physical works also, involves sacrifices, so many things. The man or woman of visions who have seized the destiny of God is always ready to pay the price. This is Caleb and Joshua ready to pay the price, not only for himself and herself, but the entire family, the whole body of Christ. You have to see that. You know, you, 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 uh, God saved me today not just to take me to heaven and have a wonderful time on the face of the earth. And he said, but God took, saved me so that I can preach at the, at the cost, whatever the cost is, to preach the gospel, whether I have to walk, uh, barefooted or in the food or have to face many challenges and persecution and uh, we're facing it. It, 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 is, it is paying the price but entirely for the cause of the kingdom of God. They are unselfish, ready to go. People who have a vision, they're ready to pay the price. Unselfish, ready to go whatever the cost, putting their lives on the altar. In, the con in our context today, it's a, we see that we find it's so true as you listen to Joshua and Caleb in chapter five, 14, verse nine, five, 5 through 9, there are, there are some deep revelation and truth in these verses spoken by Caleb and Joshua. But the majority were saying totally, totally against the vision and against the commandment of the Lord. And Joshua and Caleb said, don't rebel against the Lord. 
They think Moses and, and Aaron were, were to be blamed, but Caleb and Joshua said, don't rebel against the Lord. Israelite stagnant attitude and behavior seems so selfish. Self-centered. All they care about is me, my, mine, and I. Our children are young. We do not have strength. Look, we do not even have enough food and water. Instead of going to this so-called promised land, let us go back to Egypt. Where we do not have to suffer such hardships and pathetic situations. People all over the world want to have their dreams and dream, want to have their dream land and a paradise and all kinds of comforts. But they do not want to pay a single dollar for it. They want it free. And they say, somebody may be or perhaps or should pay for me. That is a poverty mentality or that is a not paying the price. They don't want to pay anything. But the church history tells us, every man and woman of God, whether they were in the 14th century missionaries or church planters or educators or those who started hospitals or orphanages, Bible school in every village, remote areas in every continent, they paid the price. Some lost their lives. Some lost their loved ones. And there were challenges. They were challenged. And they, they, sometimes they were full of disease and sickness. But they, they continued faithfully because they paid the price for the cause of the kingdom of God. That their name is written in the book of the Lamb and the book of life. Another thing we see is that people of possessive mentality as opposed to people of poverty mentality. Positive mentality, people are saying that we can go. Hallelujah. Even though we are, we are few, we can go because God is with us. The Lord will help us. They say, we want to possess not for my name and fame and gift, for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell my leaders and pastors, wherever I go, Gautam Silal is not here for his ministry or for his name and gift. I don't have a ministry until and unless the Lord gives me. I'm zilt and zero before the Lord because God has to give me. And what I've been doing is not on my own strength and power, but I, it's, I'm doing it because in the, in, the, in the strength of God and His power and Holy Spirit. Sure. But we want to do it. And people, we see all around us, poor people are saying, saying you know, we cannot do it. But that's the, that's the way the Israelites say, we cannot do it. We don't have manpower. We're dying. Our children are going to go die. I mean, they're going to die. Poverty mentality. We are small. We are, we are like a grasshopper. They are tall. They are strong. They have everything up in the mountain, on the, on the, on the, on the seaside, and, and, and down in the, in the valley. They are strong. They have a fortresses and everything, but we have nothing. Who can help us? The positive mentality people say, God is with us. If God is with us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Amen. If God is with us, who can be against us? This is a true testimony of my own life and the ministry the Lord has given to us. We had nothing when he started building this, this center and cost us millions of dollars, millions of dollars. I did not know where it came from. And still we are building it and we are still needing millions of dollars. I do not know where it's going to come from. But I know the Lord is going to provide for it because it is not for me, but his glory. I'm going to possess the land, every bit of it, because for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Poor mentality people like David's brother. They were in the, they were in the battlefield with the, with the soul. And I don't want to go there, but I just want to throw this to you. And they were fighting with Goliath. 
For 40 days and 40 nights, the Goliath giants are coming and saying, Who is strong? Come against me. And if I win him, then we will, you will become our slaves and will rule over you. But if he wins me, kills me, and all the Philistines will become your subjects and your, your slaves. But no one, no one dared to go. There were muscle men there. There were, the, I mean, the fighters who maybe in the wrestling match, you see big, big fighters fighting. Nobody wanted to go there. They were fearful. Even Saul could not go. And David comes, little boy. <laughs> Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. He's going in, in the, in, inside the camp. His father said, carry this little food and go and see your elder brothers, what they are doing there. Okay, dad, I'm going. And his brothers, and they, he, they may be mad at him because they, you know what? They were not anointed. Samuel didn't put oil on them. And they were nicely dressed. They were waiting for Samuel to announce them to be the next king. But God says, no. I look at the heart of the man, not the face of man. You know, we try to look nice. I try to look nice. Do I look nice? <laughs> do, I, do I look nice? My hair is fine, you know. Said, is this dress okay for the church? I mean, you try to put out wrinkles, you know. I mean, all these things, you know. <laughs> Gotham, you're not going to. You're going to be the same, Gotham. Whether you put makeup or you can change your skin color, you're the same because your heart is, what's, what are you looking for? I'm looking for. And David goes there. And when he came, you know, remember the story how Samuel, Paul, he was small, he was looking after the sheep, the flock of his father, and he didn't know when he was called the youngest in the family, and God, in the midst of the elder brothers, poured out the oil and anointed him king. And then he, God says, okay, go, your brothers are in the battle below, okay, dad, I'll go. And he listens to the, there is a noise, and what's going on here? Said, oh, this Doliath is coming against us, and no one is, is ready to go. We cannot dare to go and fight him. And his brother said, you should have stayed home. You little nasty boy, why did you come? You're naughty one. Go and take care of the father's blood. You, you came here to see the drama here, the, the fight between Palestine and Israelite. That's what you came for. No, no, that's I'm asking what's going on here. Can I not ask a question? I mean, you know that the Bible would say. And he goes to Saul. And then he says to people, this uncircumcised Goliath cannot stand against the people of Israel, cannot stand against the people of God. I will go and fight with him. Everybody says, Shush, you little guy, teenager, you don't have anything. And he goes to Saul and says, yes, I'm going to fight with him. And I'm, I know this day, listen to, listen to his statement, this day God will deliver him and God will win the battle, not David. But the Spirit of God, the guarantee is He that is in you, then He that is in the world. And then Saul says, You're young. You don't have any training. You never know. You didn't know how. You do not know how to, how to go to the warfare. You do not know how to use your sword. You don't know anything. He said, Yes. I do not know anything about theology or Bible doctrine or Bible things. I've never been to Bible school, not to seminary. But one thing I know, I know my God. 
My heart is in the hand of God. My heart is united and knitted together with my Lord. I was in the shepherd. I was, the, I was uh, taking care of my sheep. And my father gave me the job. But I went after the lions and the bear. And my bare hand. And my, oh, my, my naked hand. I pulled even the sheep from their mouths. And fought against them. And who God who delivered him from the hands of lion and bear. He will deliver him today. From the hands of the uncircumcised Goliath. And Saul tried to put his hat, put his armor, put his coat, breastplate, everything. They would say, I cannot move. We are so much sophisticated nowadays in the church. We have everything. I mean, thank, sorry to say, but you have everything. You turn the radio, Christian music, Christian preaching. Turn the TV, you go here and there, everything. And you know what? You are still paralyzed. That's right. You cannot move. And David said, Cannot move. He took a slingshot. Everybody's watching. Thousands of armies watching both sides. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my soul. Worship his holy name. He doesn't shake. Say, oh Lord, help me. He's a giant. What am I going to do? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You don't have to panic. You don't have to pray. You 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 should pray, but you have to rest in the power and anointing of God. And the Goliath says, you little nasty fellow, I'm going to kill you and pull you apart and give your flesh to the birds of the air. And David said, you come with your spear and your sword, and you want to kill me, but I come. Listen, what he said, but I come in the name of the Lord of hosts, and he's going to deliver me into my hands. I'm going to cut you, I'm going to kill you, and the whole world will know there is a God in Israel. Amen. That is my prayer. Holy now will know there is a God in heaven. There is Jesus Christ. Even the situation seems so terrible today in India. People are saying we're persecuted. We have left and right from east and west and north and south. Persecution coming. I see the hand of God. Woo! The nation of India, the nation of the world is going to sweep through the power of the Holy Spirit. People are going to fall into the power of God. Healing can come. Dead. And, 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 and the oppression will leave. Power of God is going to move mightily. Save soul. He goes. He goes. People are watching. This guy, little guy, is going to be smashed. He's going to be powder. I mean, this Goliath is going to smash him. throws the slingshot with one sling. Four is still remaining in his bag. Only he had to use one slingshot. Who was it? You know, his confession was, our God is great. The Lord is going to deliver us from the power of darkness. The Lord is going to deliver us from this Goliath. And uh, so many things are there. People of position mentally say, I can go. If I'm alone, the Lord is with me. 
I will go to this village and preach the gospel. I will save one soul. I will save two souls. I will save one soul here, two soul here. And there the kingdom of God is established. Jesus said, I will build my church and gates of hell will not overpower it. It was impossible 30 years ago. In Nepal, there will be a church. But now in Nepal, more than one million are Christians. Government India will not, will not admit this, but the, the, the population of India is 1.30 billion, but the 10% of India is a Christian. Wow. Can you believe that? Why? Because Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of people will not overpower it. People of position mentality versus people of poverty mentality. I want, I'm going to stop in a few minutes, and I don't want to go further. People of Fear versus people of faith. Faith. You know, many people have faith on their, on their lips. Yes, I believe the Lord. I mean, you know, all over you go to India, I believe the Lord. I believe that their, their faith is only on their tulips. There is no faith. People of faith see beyond regions. People of faith say, not by sight. We walk not by sight, by faith. Hallelujah. You, you must be able to see beyond your five senses. That's what Caleb and Joshua did. Yes. And lastly, because I, my time is running out. People driven by the passion and purpose of God as opposed to those who are driven by promotion and position. There is a kingdom of God. There is no position. You know that. When John and James came, we want to sit at your right and left side when you, when you come in a kingdom. Jesus asks, you're asking the Hard things. I mean, you are asking, you do not know what you are asking for. In the kingdom of God, we are all brothers. Hallelujah. We are all working together for the, you know, for the kingdom of God. I mean, I don't, I mean, when I was growing up, when I was in a young ministry, I said, okay, everybody, when, when people invited me, oh, I'm going to be the chief speaker. I mean, you know, I'm going to be this, thus, and that. But as you began to go mature, this promotion and your position become Nothing. You're all, you are driven by only passion and purpose of God. I must realize, I must remind myself every day that I am here on the face of this earth for the purpose of God. That's what Joshua and Caleb did. For the purpose of, they fought for the glory of the kingdom of the Lord. This is an age where we are driven by our own title and degrees and position in our churches and ministries. If you read further in Numbers chapter 14, you'll find Korah, Dathan, and Abiram rebel against Moses and Aaron and wanted their position equal with Moses and Aaron. Give us position and promotion and promote us because we are as good as you are. Their passion was not for the Lord, but for their own flesh and authority. Self-promotion against delegated authority is a rebellion which God hates. There are many today who are not moved with the passion and purpose of the Lord, but passion for their own position and power in the church. Jesus said, I came to do my Father's will. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. He also said, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. Once more, let us, when you read David and when he fought Goliath, you'll find out he didn't say when I win Goliath and when I cut his head and win the battle, then I'll get a great position and power. He said, 
God will demonstrate his power because David was moved by passion. Passion for God and purpose for his kingdom. I am on the face of earth, not Gautam Silat's ministry, not for my name and fame and game. I'm here by the grace of God for his purpose and for his glory. And may your kingdom come, Lord. May your will be done as it is on earth. And I'm driven by the passion for the Lord. And I pray every day, Lord, help me to have the passion for you. Amen. Thank you very much. Let me pray small prayer, and I'm going to give it to Pastor Scott. Father, I thank you for this time. You have allowed me to come to my dear family of Generation Church. I thank you for my brothers and sisters who pray for us, for the pastors. Thank you, Father. Great opportunity to meet your servant, Gerald Davis, today. I thank you for this time of fellowship, and I give you glory and honor. Thank you again. I pray that you bless this church. Thank you for the vision. Thank you for their, Lord, passion and purpose to spread the kingdom of God all over the world. Bless the Lord of my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. Thank you so much. Pastor Scott. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit gchurch.net for more information about this podcast and other resources.